Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I am Dr. Andrew Scaff. He is Dr. Michael Werman, Esquire. On today's episode, we'll be talking a little bit about uh, the NFL offseason, and then we'll jump into our Royals preview uh, for the 2024 MLB season. We'll be talking about starting pitchers this week uh, in the first of our four-part series uh, as we prep for through spring training and the beginning of the uh, baseball season. Uh, so right now it's a bit of a slow part of the year for, for, for all the sports really that, that, you know, we pay the most attention mm-hmm. to, uh, but as we're filming this, uh, today is, is the, uh, NFL combine, Mike, uh, would you say that you've dedicated more time to the combine than you did the NFL's pro bowl or is it um, pretty close to the same? I guess own efforts. I guess I am done more with, the, I don't know if I really paid attention to the combine itself, but I've kind of been getting into a little bit reading about some of the draft prospects. Um, I did a couple of like uh, mock drafts online. Uh, oh, right. Oh. Uh, mock be, draft season is in full swing. Play, you know, pe- you know pro- play the Chiefs and see what you could get and you know, make trades and things like that. There are a couple of the, those uh, websites. Have you, ever done, have you ever done those? No. No. They're kind of fun. You know, basically, while you end up, all I usually what I end up doing is accumulating pick tons and tons of picks and picking. You know, like, is it simulations I, with where you control everything, or you control you can control uh, like the Chiefs, or, or are they like are they like other people involved in this? So that other people are making playing as other teams, and it's it's computer simulated. So yeah. I think maybe you could do it. I don't. I don't. I don't really know. I haven't. I've only done it. Pro Football Focus has one, but you have to pay for it now. And uh, there's another one, a Draft Network or something. So, so there's another. I can't remember what website it is. But if you you know Google mock, uh, 2024 draft or something like that, you yeah. can, you can uh mock, mock draft simulator. You can, you can uh pick your team that you want to represent. Uh, it has the picks. It has like a prospect list. Yeah. And you can wheel and deal and uh you know make trades uh and, and see what and see what happens and yeah it's it's kind of, it's a it's kind of a fun way to waste time and you can see kind of you kind of get a chance to see what players might be available around the time the Chiefs would pick if they um you know stand pad or you know see what people go early but these are all simulations and who knows how how you know close these are gonna be but um it's you know it's kind of fun. And just to be a, a GM type of person or, you know, make, make trades and, and, you know, um, you could trade up. I usually trade back and acquire additional picks. Yeah. Uh, That's how I did the old, the old Bill Belichick strategy. Yeah. Uh, but Brett Beach likes to trade up. He likes to, he likes to, he go, he moves back too, but he, he likes to go up. Like he, you know, they traded up to get McDuffie. They traded up, um, uh, you know, a few other times to get, to get players. But they kind of do both sometimes in the same draft even right they'll they'll trade yeah. up in some rounds and back and others and, and yeah back and up i think i think maybe rice was maybe a back and then an up or something i can't it's yeah. and, and you know they traded back i think they traded up again to get like legerious sneed when they traded back or you know or a couple other players like that so they get they get um yeah reach isn't isn't uh averse to you know 
moving things around. And it seems like his drafts have gotten better over the years. Uh, the, the earlier ones weren't weren't as solid as the last few, which have been really, really, really good. So it seems like everybody who gets drafted, at least 75% of them for the Chiefs, ends up becoming a pretty major contributor, which is a very, it seems like a very good... Not just on the roster, but... Yeah. Important in some way, right? Yeah. And this, <laughs> this past year, you know, you, you had... A lot of, uh, you know, rookies that maybe, you know, you had Rasheed Rice and you had some other uh, guys in the secondary and things like that that were were big. Or, you know, also the, the draft from the previous year uh, with Pacheco and um, Carl Aftis and, you know, Jalen Watson, uh, you know, a lot of the secondary guys, Brian Cook. You know, they all became um, uh, McDuffie, of course, all became big, uh, big players for the Chiefs. So, you know, it's been a, a a good system. And so it seems like they'll, they're probably going to have to maybe get rid of a few players. It, even though the salary cap is a lot higher, maybe they originally thought there's still it's still not as high as it needs to be to keep everybody, probably. So somebody like Legereus Sneed might end up getting traded they announced today that they might franchise tag Sneed which I would guess means that they're going to try to keep Chris Jones on a regular kind of contract deal um what do you think of that possibly letting Sneed go if they can't get a long-term deal with him yeah I mean I would rather see them try to keep both if they can but you know, I don't know how possible that's going to be because they're both probably going to get sizable contracts um but uh yeah i mean if 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 you know you they seems like they've already put it out there that they're likely to to, to try to tag him and then trade yeah they, that's what it seemed like today uh, it reminded me a little bit of the tyreek hill situation where they kind of moved very quickly saying like oh we're gonna give hill a big new contract and then suddenly uh, we're open to doing other things with him and then he was traded like like that so almost immediately yeah um we'll maybe we can talk about Tyreek Hill. He's got he's in the news again uh for uh other non-football reasons. Uh but um yes, so Sneed, you know, maybe they'll also trade Sneed because they want to put more money into the offense. You know, they might mm. try to get a decent uh free agent wide receiver, maybe Mike Evans or somebody like that that would um you know make an impact where you know, the rest you know the other Whiteouts this this past season, other than Rasheed Rice, were a little uh, suspect at least during the regular season, and um, you know less, was... less than sure-handed, I think would be. <laughs> yeah, and Mahomes had like pede- fairly pedestrian numbers for him uh, for much of the regular season. So, you know, this is you know I I think the Chiefs did win the Super Bowl, but I think that they uh, probably don't want to com- repeat that formula. Uh, again, hoping to kind of limp through the regular season and then turn it on in the playoffs. And, you know, I think that's not not always something that that's, you're able to do. Right. And you don't want to rely on that that system for success. And, and there also, I think, might be a more all-in on the three-peat chance than they were even this past year. Yeah, because uh, like the last couple of years were sort of rebuilding years or or kind of you know treading water years in some ways in terms of the roster construction. Maybe they'll try to go for it a little bit more 
this this time. Winning titles in your rebuild and off year is not so bad though as a franchise. <laughs> That's no a pretty lucky era to be a Chiefs fan. That's really what it, it is. It is. Um oh the, there were a couple of signings that the Chiefs made. Uh most notably, probably also signals that one of their players from the last few years is going to leave. Tommy Townsend's probably on his way out because he's looking for a you know bigger contract that might pay him four, five, six million dollars a year, maybe the biggest punting contract out there with Drew Rosenhaus as his new uh as his new agent. Uh, but the Chiefs brought in Matt Ariza, uh, formerly known as the Punt God, uh, out of San Diego State, who encountered some legal troubles that have uh, he has since been, you know, exonerated uh, in, or at least not seen as being involved uh, with. Um, do you th- what do you think of that? What do you think of that news to to, to sign Ariza? He was a very good punter uh, coming out of college. Uh, then he was drafted by the bills but then um dropped when the legal those legal issues uh, became known yeah yeah it seemed like once the lawsuits were dropped that uh you know he was likely to be signed somewhere i was not really expecting the chiefs to be the one that signed him but uh but they have so i assume he's going to be like a league, near league minimum contract so it's you know probably a, an excellent deal for the chiefs yeah, we don't really know much about his character outside of, uh, you know, what we saw in the media from stemming from the lawsuits and then his actions after the lawsuits were filed, which weren't so great, to say the least, I think. So, um, I don't know. I don't really know what to think about it, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I think, I think, well, it seems like it turned out to be some ways, not I don't know if much to do about nothing is the thing to say, but it was not something that it was something that he was kind of unfortunately wrapped, you know, kind of involved in. And then there was this kind of quick rush to to judgment, and then um, you know you could understand why the Bills did what they did, but yeah, um, you know, you, well, I mean, they they knew the Bills knew that they were going to lose time from their player at least anyway if he was going to yeah. Be, under legal investigation that there, he was going to be suspended and it doesn't do the team any good if he can't be on the field so yeah well yeah so we have yeah and so he was like oh, but nobody picked him up last year which is a little bit because even though even it's been several months now that 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 seems like he has been uh, not considered to be either by the prosecutors or even in the civil suit any longer uh so you know it's it's you know, you thought maybe somebody might try to get him for the stretch run or something like that, but um, yeah. they did. But but the Chiefs were, you know, I don't know. I don't know how many other teams wanted to get him. You think maybe he'd want to play for the Chiefs over most teams anyway, simply because you have a chance to, uh, you know, play for the you know the number one team over the last over the last few years to get a chance at the Super Bowl, you know, and things like that. So. Well, a lot of times, like depending on you know the how the what the contract stipulation was, like sometimes the player that or the team that drafted him still has some kind of rights to him even after, depending on how they you know released him. How they released him? Yeah, I think they they just some they gave him kind of a summer summarily summer release that was just just like a regular cut um, out of training camp. So I don't yeah I don't think the Bills had any 
um, anything left. But I, yeah, yes. But that, I think that the main thing I think though it does signal I think the end of Tommy Townsend era because I don't think Ariza would have come in to try to compete for the job, especially with somebody like Townsend, who's you know former All Pro and one of the best punters uh, in the league. But he's also a punter that doesn't end up punting very much. Um, maybe the question is going to be how good a good a holder is Ariza. Um, Ariza, you know, so he also was a kicker for San Diego State, so he was a good kick, but he's a left, he's left footed, so, mm. uh, he's, so the, I think, I think the Chiefs like having left footed punters because they had Dustin Colquitt for so long because it's, it's a different, it puts a different spin on the ball than most right footed punters, but you don't see many, if any, at all left footed place kickers. Yeah. So the, so if, if, uh, Butker was hurt, you'd, you'd have to do something very different to um but the holder would have to be kind of a mirror image and usually i guess you would say ariza would be the holder so uh, i don't i don't know maybe you'd still have justin reed in there to uh kick maybe points or something <laughs> but you know i think ariza could at least probably do maybe do the kickoff duties uh things like that that if butker uh went down and and reed was okay though and yeah you, know, you don't want him to pull Double duty. If you don't need to have him pull double duty, right? Do you do you remember who the emergency punter was for the Chiefs last year? Only because there were articles about it, like late in the year. Anyway, it was because it was actually Mahomes, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John, John Elway when he was he punted uh, sometimes for the for the Broncos. Oh, one thing we didn't mention at the end of the Super Bowl. Did you notice that the, who actually handed the trophy to? The uh, yeah, it was it was John Elway. He was. Well, uh, uh, did, you, did you ever hear why? Why was John Elway? I think it was the twenty fifth anniversary of Elway's, um, back to back Super Bowl win. Okay. And also, I think Elway. It was also because Elway has ties to, um, San Francisco because Shanahan. Uh, he he had Mike Shanahan as his coach and Kyle Shanahan as the son. So. I think that was the re- I think that was probably reasons that he had ties to kind of the um both you know the the you know the he's also an AFC West guy and they're in Las Vegas there yeah Chiefs are playing so maybe there maybe there's that kind of uh connection but did it, so did you find that a little bit more satisfying to have Elway present the trophy to the Chiefs <laughs> ah. after being a Chiefs fan during the Elway era where the Chiefs didn't you know, win a lot of playoff games anyway. So, I guess was, was it a little bit sweeter than having him present, <laughs> or like because you probably thought maybe this was irking him somewhat, so that was like more enjoyable for you to watch. Uh, I, I guess you could say he wouldn't want the Chiefs or as a rival organization to be so successful, but yeah. he already won multiple Super Bowls himself. <laughs> And I guess as a GM, he brought in Peyton Manning, and they beat the they they won the Super Bowl too. So like, it wasn't like you know the Broncos have had no success, but the Chiefs are currently on top. And maybe you want to stick the Broncos, rub the Broncos' nose in it a little bit. But I'm not. I guess I didn't. I didn't really. Uh, I didn't really get any extra pleasure out of it. But I don't know. Maybe you do. You, I think you dislike the Broncos more than I. I do. Well, just, back then, especially, but yeah, they haven't yeah. been as 
you know. They did beat the Chiefs earlier this season, so maybe that yeah. was a little, little nice. And the Raiders also beat the Chiefs earlier this season, so maybe that maybe maybe it was late in the season. Usually, the Chiefs lost two games in the division this year, yeah. but it was part of the reason. Yeah, you know, because they you know, they haven't they had a fairly lackluster regular season. It seemed like you know they were gonna you know they needed to turn it on, but they never quite did until until playoff time. Um, but I guess there was a little bit more news on uh, Russell Wilson. Apparently, he put his house in Denver up for sale. Ooh, so it's possible that. You know, he already knows that he's moving on from Denver. Do you think that because he still owed his full salary from Denver that he could sign somewhere for Century League minimum? Do you think he's a future Chiefs backup quarterback? <laughs> no, I don't think he's going to go to be a backup anywhere. If he could be, a, if he wants to be a backup, he could be a backup in Denver. Um, I think since they're already paying him, I think. Someplace like um, Pittsburgh might be a place where he would could end up. I think he'd be a he'd be an upgrade over Pickett or Mason Rudolph. Uh, maybe maybe if Kirk Cousins leaves Minnesota, that would be a place to go. Yes, Pittsburgh's been linked with uh, Atlanta. With uh, I guess there's there's talk of maybe you know if the if the Bears decide to keep the number one pick that. That uh, you know their current QB may be headed to Pittsburgh as well. Yeah, Fields might. Yeah, I've heard Fields maybe to Pittsburgh, maybe to Atlanta. There's yeah. a few different teams that need quarterbacks that aren't really in positions to the draft quarterbacks. Right. You could maybe even see him in New England. I think if New England, New England is number three pick. I don't if they want to say like, well, we'll take Marvin Harrison Jr. rather than one of the quarterbacks because there seems like there's three top quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, and, whether it's you know Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels, um, I think Drake May is just going to be another Daniel Jones or Trubisky. He's a quarterback from the state of North Carolina who like came on as a Johnny Come Lately kind of one year starter wonder and hasn't done anything else. But uh, that's who I think he's most like. But some people really think he's like a Justin Herbert. Um, I think Jaden Daniels people think is sort of like a. Justin Fields <laughs> or or uh, Lamar and Caleb Williams supposedly is the next Mahomes uh, according to some, but uh, you would think which, whichever team drafts Marvin Harrison Jr. You'd think that they would try to get a veteran quarterback, yeah, air with them then, right? So they're not, yeah, having to start from scratch. You don't want Bailey Zappi maybe thrown to uh, or Mac Jones. It's just a wasted year, really, right? If it's a uh... yeah. You know, a retread sort of, you know, borderline replacement level quarterback pairing with this, you know, presumably elite new receiver, then it's just a waste of a season. Yeah, I, I think even, I don't know, I, even if I were Chicago, I would still think about getting, staying with fields, trading down, getting more for, getting more picks. Cause usually if you trade down, even like if you have one, you can even trade down and, Two and to because Washington's going to want to have their choice rather than pick what's left at number two. So you could get you would be able to get at least one more first round pick if you trade down the two. And then if you want to trade down from two, you could trade down to seven, eight, nine, something like that. They already have nine, so like they they could get like three first round picks this year and next year. Like 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 you know, it seems like they could get a ton of capital if they traded down. Yeah. Um, and well, I, and if they and, want somebody like 
Harrison. And then they could drop. Maybe they could drop two. Spots. They could drop to get him. Yeah, at number maybe three, and Harrison. then they could Fields could throw to him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if Fields is the answer, but he's at least two years or three years developed in the way that the other quarterbacks won't be. So you're setting the clock back again. Right. And you don't, with, you with, don't know with, if with the coach that you're not necessarily knowing you're going to stick with either. So it's yeah. And you don't know if he's going to be any better than what you already have. And yeah. And that, that's why Houston was a great like coaching spot last year because they had all the draft capital and they got to like basically reset everything all at once. Mm-hmm. Where like the Bears probably it's not a great situation as a whole because you don't know if the coach is going to stick around long because they didn't weren't really impressed with him after his first season. I don't know. Just don't know. I don't I just don't know how good of a shape you know the the franchise is in. Yeah, and they're trying trying to build a new stadium out in the suburbs, I think, and that's not going so well. It's like what the Royals are doing. It's like I, I, I some of that's not going so well. I guess the Chiefs have. They recently unveiled kind of new plans for Arrowhead, right? Did you see any mm-hmm. of those? I heard they did. I didn't actually see anything though. Every article that that I that popped up for it had like no. It was like part of a video or something, but yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't any anything actual, like uh, you know, substantial. The renderings were released. I just saw the you know headlines is all, but yeah, I didn't really see much either. Um. I don't know. We talked about Matt Arises with Trolls. Do we, do we want to talk a little again about uh, Tyreek Hill and his uh, issues that he had uh, with with his injuring of the plus-size influencer uh, in a supposed fit of rage during uh, football drills that he was uh, holding with her, where she was she was, was you know, a lot bigger than he is. Um, but he's being... And that happened apparently in June of 2023 the same just a few days after his encounter with the marina employee uh so he had a he didn't have a great month of june 2023 do you think you think hill is going to face any disciplinary action this is a civil suit so it's not nothing criminal has been charged against tyreek for breaking uh was it sonia hall is that her name Sophie Hall, maybe Sophie Hall. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. Sophie Hall for breaking Sophie Hall, and her, she has two million Instagram followers. Breaking her leg during this uh, drill after supposedly she embarrassed him by pushing him down or back uh, during one of these drills. But um, yeah, yeah. Tyreek's not. Uh, maybe he's not staying out of trouble. Yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing that this didn't get any publicity. But I, I mean, I hadn't heard anything about this until today. Until today, yeah. When the uh, lawsuit apparently was filed. So, uh, yeah, apparently she ended up with a couple of screws in her leg and maybe, yeah, a fracture that required some surgery. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know <laughs> this one either. Yeah, it seems like maybe, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's going to be, uh, you know, criminal charges. Now it's, you know, at least you're getting approaching a year ago when this happens yeah yeah i think it's just this is i think it's yeah probably won't be any like league disciplinary action for this either but probably to cost them some money though (laughs) yeah it's not good it's not good publicity for the for the dolphins or for tyreek but uh yeah the chiefs are maybe looking okay that now that they you know you know they got they won two super bowls in a row they the a lot of their players that were contributors were you know 
part of that draft haul that the uh, Chiefs made. I think they still have a fourth round pick this year. Zara. That is from the Tyreek Hill trade, so they'll they'll have um, somebody get. I don't think the Chiefs have any late round picks. I think they're only. I think fifth is their fifth round pick is their last one. So they 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 have like five or maybe only five or six uh, draft picks uh, this year. Wow, that's so far. they don't have anything towards the back end. But um, yeah, I don't know any other any any other NFL or Chiefs news that we want to talk about the combine. Um, Oh, we ha- oh we do have well, I guess one Chiefs adjacent piece of news, which was Eric Bieniemy taking uh, an offensive coordinator job, but not one in the NFL, an offensive coordinator job with UCLA. Uh, Deshaun Foster is former running back, NFL running back, is the coach now at UCLA because Chip Kelly left UCLA to go to Ohio State, but not to become the Ohio State head coach to become the Ohio State offensive coordinator because apparently he was tired of. Uh, NIL deals and recruiting and uh, maybe giving rousing speeches, things like that. So he he was somebody who just wanted to draw X's and O's maybe. And uh, so he became an offensive coordinator. Uh, what do you think of the, anyway, what do you think the enemy uh, move to UCLA? Does that, what is that, what does that tell us? I mean, really it's just how, screwed over he was by Washington by not allowing him to go like look for jobs early enough in the cycle. It is unfortunate that he said to go down down to the you know college ranks to find a position. And it's not even a head coaching position then too. So you think, you know, maybe you could get to the NFL as a head coach by going to college to be a head coach, but yeah, this is I think it's this is just Washington jerking him around enough that this is like what he's had to deal with as a consequence of it did uh i mean he's gonna be i assume his team's gonna be very good offensively though <laughs> knowing how he's been as a coordinator in kc yeah it's hard. i guess you don't know what talent i i don't know exactly what utla looks like they're gonna be in the big 10 for the first for the uh, first time this season, so because yeah. the Pac-10 was going to be gone, um, half of it went to the Big Twelve, half of them almost went to the Big Ten, and a couple remnants of Oregon State, Washington State. He knows what's going to happen with them, but Pac-2, Pac-2, and those playing each other every week for <laughs> ten consecutive for twelve consecutive weeks to go. To I assume, see. yeah. I wonder if they could do that. I wonder if that would be a like ten weeks in a row, and then they have a championship game. Yeah, because could could one <laughs> of them possibly make the playoff that way? Well, I mean, did you see the new uh, five plus seven? Yeah, it's a twelve team uh, playoff. So. Playoff. Tournament. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be the five conferences, which includes the Pac twelve. Yeah. What? So what are they going to do with that? I don't know what the fifth con- is. The fifth conference is going to be the fifth ranked conference because they can't. It can't be the Pac two. I, mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Plus two. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, the winners of the five conferences plus the seven next highest rated teams in the rankings is the what the plan is. Is that right? I think there's a group of five champion that has to be in there too. Uh, so I think there has to be a mid major. Oh. In that twelve, okay. In the remaining seven, though, right? Yeah, because the, yeah. the five are the conference. Champions. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so this is going to be like uh, the MAC champion or the Mountain West or whatever. Chances are, you know, it's one of the ranked conference USA. 
twelve, right? So AAC, AAC, I guess it's called now. Yeah, yeah. Usually, at least one of those schools is in the top twelve, right? So yeah, usually you'll have. Well, a lot of those schools became like Big Twelve members though, because like Cincinnati or um, BYU, Central Florida. You know, they, they're right. They're Big Twelve now. Um, yeah, where's the South? Yeah, I guess there's. Was it South Florida? South Florida, not Central Florida. Central Florida. You, Central Florida is in the is in the Central Florida is in the Big Twelve. Yeah. So South Florida is still outside. So they they had a yeah. Of teams before. UCF is the UCF, uh, yeah, Big Twelve yeah. member now. I guess Boise State is still outside. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, Utah was once out of that group too. When it before it joined the Pac twelve, and now it's gonna be in the the Big Twelve. So. Um, yeah, I, it's. I guess we'll figure. We'll see how we'll see how it works. But I've also heard that they might switch from twelve to fourteen or sixteen very soon <laughs> for the playoffs. So the twelve might not even be around very long. But it is supposed to be like next season. The twenty next season, yeah. I think they moved it up. I think at right. one point it was supposed to be after the twenty five season, but uh, it's been moved up. But they needed like a unanimous vote. I think, and they got it from what it sounded like. So yeah, I think it's, it makes more money. I, I don't think anybody's going to yeah. be against it, except yeah. Um, yeah. So that's I guess I think I think that's probably covers our football. Uh, we have we have a few weeks to wait still for the UFL to start. So um, right, almost a month. It's like the end of March. End of March. Yeah. Which uh, I thought that they usually started it. I thought the XFL was supposed to start like a week after the Super Bowl, so it's kind of surprising that they're waiting this long. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're just trying to build up uh, uh, anticipation. I'm not sure, but have you heard yeah. any stories about the? About or the... they're trying to coincide with baseball, <laughs> sort of. I don't know. Do Do you want to move? Do we want to move on to baseball? Talk a little about the Royals. Uh, begin our four part spring training. Royals preview uh, today. I think we want we're going to talk a little bit about this the proposed or uh, possible starting pitchers that the Royals uh, will line up their starting rotation, uh, which looks to be I think at least from first glance maybe will be better than it was last year. Uh, but sometimes when when we get new players that come to play for the Royals, they somehow start to sink toward the Royals level uh, and are not as good as they were uh, wherever they played uh, before. So it's hard to say uh, how successful uh, the team will be, but um, perhaps a great I, example of that is Royals current starter Jordan Lyles. Jordan Lyles, yeah, he was never very good, but he was exceptionally bad uh, for the Royals last year. Um, I think he was six, six and seventeen with a six point two eight ERA. Uh, he, he actually led the league in three categories. Last season, can you name the three categories that he was the league leader in? Well, well, losses, I know. Yes. Was he the highest ERA? Yeah, that one's tough because there's always like somebody that has a ridiculously high ERA. But uh, but be able to qualify for the title, though, is he the highest qualified? It wasn't that, though, so don't. But but a related stat, though. Um... Because he had so many innings pitched. Was it war? Was he was he lowest? Was he the lowest in war? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure about that. I just maybe maybe uh, hits allowed. 
Well, I mean, you know his ERA was really high, and he threw so a run, lot of innings, so. I guess runs allowed. Yeah, earned earned runs. Earned runs alone. And the third category is shocking, Mike. Shocking what the third category led the league in was. Complete games? Sarcastic. What? Complete games. That's it. <laughs> I think he had four, three or four complete games last year, and that was actually like the league leader and Wow, he probably pitched a lot of. He probably lost a lot of those games. They were probably like eight inning, uh, three complete games was enough to share for the league lead. Oh, tie the league lead. Okay. And uh, well, pitch, pitching has changed. I guess you want to use them and not waste your bullpen if you're already losing. So yeah, just throw Lyles out there. But since we're talking about Lyles. Lyles maybe slots in as the fifth starter for the Royals, you think, this year? Or hopefully not, but kind of worst-case scenario, he seems to be at least to open the season as number five. Well, they're they're paying him as a starter, so, I mean, they're going to want the value for the contract, at least anyway, so I think they're not going to move him to the bullpen, but I think that slots him in in the rotation for sure. Now, a statistician-type person would say, he can't be higher than five, but the Royals tend to make some weird decisions with how they order their, <laughs> their rotation, roster, bullpen, everything, lineups. Everything seems to be crazy with them. If it's not five, I won't be surprised, but five seems to be like where he should slot. Since we think that Laz is five, do we want to, we want to work up five to one and then talk about the, uh, the, the, Outliers that might challenge Lyles, for, or do you want to talk about the people that might challenge Lyles for his fifth spot first? Uh, let's go five to one, and then challengers for the okay guys trying to break the rotation. I guess right. Yeah, let's so, try. Who do you think the slot at number four? Then my guess is my guess is going to be Seth Lugo. Uh, he was he's I think thirty four now. Uh, older guy, so you know, little he's a, the none of none of the Royals starters or possible starters are that young. Like it seems like they're they they are, but like they were all drafted like four or five years ago at least. So they've all been out of college mostly. So like 26, 27 is the youngest, which is much younger than we are, but it's not really young when it comes to um major league you know baseball, uh, especially um yeah. if you're a you know phenom uh you want to you're gonna be 21 22 23 uh as a as a starter um but uh Seth Ligo, he was pretty good last year with the Padres uh and what was it eight and seven 3.57 ERA um he has a decent forty strikeouts and 146 innings. It's pretty close to yeah. one. Inning. That's that's pretty decent for a you know major major league starter. That's a solid starter, not just a fringe starter. Yeah, so I think that's I think I think probably Luke, if Lugo could be the number four, I think that's pretty good for the Royals. He was uh unlike the rest of the possibilities, he was a low round draft pick originally. He was a 34th round draft pick. I saw that. Uh, yeah. The Mets in 2011 picked um, all of the rest of the guys are first rounders or maybe second rounders uh, as at the lowest that are potential uh, starters. So you think that's, you know, it's a lot of talent that they're throwing at the problem, uh, the Royals anyway. So um, 
Yeah, I think if Lugo could be a solid starter, that I think the Royals would have a have a good shot at um at least not if not contending, at least looking decent. Yeah. My my assumption though, just be, you think he's probably the four starter. My guess is that he's probably gonna be the two starter for the for the Royals. This is my my guess. Who do you think is gonna be four then? Um my guess at four is probably Singer. Think, Singer? Actually, yeah. But I mean the Roy- the Royals like the way they make their decisions doesn't always mm-hmm. you know. Well if Singer's the four, I think that's also okay. If he's Yeah. Well if 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 Singer's your fourth best pitcher, that's probably pretty good. Unless he's and, and that's mostly because of it's consistency problems. Yeah, he's been he's been up and down. He was ESPN has Lugo as the as the one. ESPN has Lugo as the has one. The, has the depth chart, yeah. I saw. I was looking at the Royals.com. It looked like he was number four on the depth chart, so that's why I thought of him as the fourth guy. And if he's the four, that's. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, I think mm-hmm. the rotation is looking pretty pretty solid if he's the four. I, 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 I thought of his former teammate, Michael Waka, uh, from also from the Padres last year. Is I, th- he's he's a bigger name than Lugo at least. He's and he had a better season than Lugo did last year. So I was thinking. Waka would, and he and he signed for a bigger contract than Lugo did. So I I was thinking, yeah, Waka would be the uh, higher starter than than Lugo. So I don't I don't see, yeah, that number one for Lugo doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, but. I don't I don't understand how they came up with that either. But I mean, I just assume that Waka is going to be the one because the Royals tend to go with history over potential or even what they think is currently mm-hmm. best. He's Grinky as the number one starter the last two seasons, even though he wasn't anywhere close to, you know, the same skill level as the other guys on the on the roster. I don't, and he wasn't going to go deep in any games, but he was still the one starter. Yeah, it seems to be they reward history and longevity over maybe some other more important. <laughs> But maybe I I still think Reagan's might be the number one. Uh, he was the best for the Royals last year down the stretch. He was the pitcher of the month in August, I think. Yeah, He's five and two, two point six four ERA, and twelve starts for the Royals. Um, former first round pick by the Texans, by the, by the Rangers. Uh, uh, and um, they just got him in the in the in the Chapman it was in the Royals Chapman trade is where they where they got Reagan's. He was. Uh, yeah, I think he had been injured some, and then finally it seems like he's maybe rounded well, into the form that they thought. The, maybe. the Rangers had really stacked their rotation with outside talent, and he'd been sort of demoted to the bullpen, had a couple of bad appearances in one season, and then they, I guess, didn't have room for him anymore. So the Royals were really lucky to end up with, with him. But yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. really good. He's a left-hander too, so he's the only. Is what? See the only left. Eighty-nine strikeouts in seventy-one innings last year for the, with the Royals. So that's pretty solid. Well over one strike in an inning. That's pretty good. Much better than what the Royals are accustomed to, at least anyway. Yeah, much better than what we tend to expect. Yeah, he wouldn't be array that low. Two six four on the season. Yeah, he's, um, yeah, yeah. I, he was fantastic last year, and 
I think I think if he can be the similar a similar pitcher, he's he's I think isn't he the he's the only lefty too, right? In the uh potential it's in what seems to be the possible rotation. So that's that's also an advantage for I think for Reagan's yeah uh, to have. But yeah, some of the uh sort of lurkers around the uh you know, maybe cracking the rotation as the season goes on are I think are left-handed pitchers though too. Like Daniel Lynch is a lefty. Oh, Lynch is a lefty. That's right. But he doesn't seem to be, you know, in the rotation to start the year. You know, he, he'd been injured a significant amount of last season. And like Chris Bubich also. Yeah, he's a lefty as well if he if he comes back. and But he probably won't be around until maybe June, July at the earliest. June, July. I think he had yeah, his first session this week. So he's, uh, you know, on the road to recovery, at least anyway. But it's just, you yeah. know, not a super fast path. Bubich was one of three first-round draft picks by the Royals in 2018. The Royals had four first-rounders <laughs> because of compensatory picks and uh, supplemental picks. Do you know, so it was Bubich, Singer, and Lynch were the th- were three. The fourth, you remember who the fourth one was? He was just traded. Hmm. That was Jackson Coer, uh traded to the Braves for Kyle Wright, who is also going to be injured this entire season, so he won't be around until next year. He had uh, shoulder surgery, I think. I don't think it was Tommy John. I think it was shoulder. Yeah, uh, which is usually a little worse uh, to recover from than than elbow. I think. Uh, yeah, I think it takes longer to get the the strength back in the shoulder from. Like but I'm... yeah, Jackson Coer has already been traded again to the Mariners. Had you, had you heard that? <laughs> no, no. He's, so he's on the Mariners. He's not even. He's huh. not on the. Uh, Braves any longer. He was on the Mariners about two weeks, I think. Uh, I mean, on the Braves for about two weeks, and now he's on the Mariners. So, do you think the the did the did the Braves get a good return for him now? Is that they got a, it was it was part of a multiplayer trade. I don't remember oh, okay. exactly who it was. Um, who they traded for, but with the Mariners. I don't think I don't think the yeah. Uh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, that's funny. I just saw that today. Um oh, but... it was a multiplayer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was back in December. I think we didn't know about that. Because that was that Jared Kellenick was part of that deal. And he was supposed to be like one of the Mariners' top prospects that uh hadn't panned out exactly as they'd hoped, I think. And then Yeah, so he was I think supposed to be a, you know, potential star and hadn't really developed into that in this couple of years in Seattle, but seemed like that was one of those things that like, you know, the, well, the Royals knew that Kellenick was available. Why didn't they try to go <laughs> rather than let him go to Atlanta? Well, I guess they wanted, uh, well, they, I guess they wanted right. And maybe they wanted to wait until the next year. And I don't know, but Maybe they would have had to give up somebody better if they wanted uh, Galnick. So, no. But yeah, it's a much different rotation than last season with like Brad Keller no longer on the roster. Yeah, where is Kel- Keller? Like I think is still out there. Is he? You think Keller he's... and Grinky are both still free agents, unsigned. 
I wouldn't be averse to bring either or both of them back as they they may work their way back to the roster. You, I mean, it wouldn't be surprising if they did. Yeah, especially if there are any kind of injuries. Well, you need about injuries. seven or eight decent starters to get yourself through a whole year, usually, because somebody's going to go down, um, and usually it's sometimes it's for a month or two. So, well, so they have Lynch, who's had some starting experience that should be around. Maybe he'll be in the mm-hmm. bullpen to start the year. Or... Alec Marsh, maybe. Alec Marsh is still around. Yeah, Bubich should be back like late in the year, most likely. Like you said, Kyle Wright's out for the season. They still have Carlos Hernandez. And um, yeah, Hernandez was a really good starter when he was a starter. Yeah. They kind of jerked him around. Uh, but he was pretty good as a starter, I thought. Uh, it wasn't, was it 22 where he started several games? And he was. Um, and Carlos Hernandez is still only 26, so he'll be 27. He came up, I think, during the 12 days. During the uh, um, the COVID year, COVID even. year, so yeah, he he started three games pretty good then. The next year, though, 2021, I think he was pretty solid. Yeah, 2021, he was six and two, 3.680 RA, 11 starts. Uh, ERA plus of 124 that year, and then he didn't have a very good year in 22, but he didn't start any, he, yeah, but he, he was bad in 22, and then he wasn't very great last year. He had a lot of losses, but he didn't, he only had a few starts. Yeah, I think some of those starts were like opener starts then, too, which is, yeah. you know, deceptive. Yeah, he was one in 10 last year, which is record, but I think that might be, you know, he had. A bit yeah. The Royals had a lot. They were one of the, they lost 106 games last year, and that was after kind of a late season uh, comeback that brought them only down to 106. It could have yeah. been over. It could have easily been 112 probably last year. The way the way the team played. So, <laughs> right. but um, it was still underperforming than what their you know Pythagorean. Yeah, Pythagorean. They were only I think maybe 100 like maybe. 98 lost team or something like that. Yeah, somewhere there. Uh, they were fortunate, I guess, fortunately or unfortunately, I guess uh, only better than the A's last year. Who, uh, but they couldn't parlay that into a high draft pick uh, this coming year. So, Where, yes, uh, where's the yeah. first round? Is like number seven? They get them. It was something ridiculous. It wasn't. Yeah, they should have been two, and, and they fell to like yeah seven, something like that, and then they drafted. Poorly, poorly, Mike. Well, that was last this past year. Those when they got eighth, but they, we don't know who they're going to draft next year for number seven. So, yeah, um, I haven't I haven't followed the prospects uh, list, but they either need a good pitcher or a good hitter, and I don't I don't know which or both. Uh, and the next they need the next Shohei Otani, I think, but yeah. Who who is back now? He 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 had a home run in his first preseason exhibition game. Um, the Royals have done pretty well in exhibition games so far. I think they're four and two. Do you think yeah. that uh, cor- will correspond in any way to 
season success? Well, I think as we talked about last week, it's uh, you just don't want them to have a bad spring because then they're definitely going to have a bad. Spring. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I don't think it, I don't think a good spring means anything for the regular season at all. But I don't know. Yeah, it's. But I do think though I I I like the rotation this year better than I did last year, simply because I think Waka and Lugo are both proven commodities. I think Reagan is Reagan's is a good player. Singer has had his moments, and there's enough kind of people there that can maybe cobble together a, a fifth starter. Uh, so I, I I'm cautiously optimistic for the starting. And, and maybe we won't be using you know an opener bullpen game like a scheduled bullpen game every week like we did last season it seems like yeah. we have enough starters to avoid that scenario yeah of course that, but even with what the seeming improvement though the projections don't really show them looking that much better i think their projected war from the starters last year to this year they have um in the same position 26th in the league and projected war over their last season's actual war from the starting position. Does that concern you, or do projections mean nothing? This I point? don't think the projections mean a lot. I think yeah. I think in some ways the projections just kind of go off what happened last year, and they were really bad last year, and I don't think they'll be that bad this year. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it. I think having a whole season of Reagans, I doubt Reagans will probably be quite as good as he was, simply because it's hard to be that great unless you're really really top tier pitcher and we don't know if he could be that but we don't know if he is or but if he's you know he had 2.6 era for the royals like even if he's 3.6 that's really good and waka was under four lugo was under four last year so um singer the big difference really yeah so you, you kind of expect reagan to sort of like relax a little bit towards the mean Hopefully, Singer goes up towards the mean. Yeah. Sort of like they would be kind of a wash. The big difference, though, is I think is that Grinky is going to be there. And, and the expectation for Lyles is much lower. So, you know, having Waka and Lugo hopefully is better than Grinky, right? Or Keller wasn't, yeah, last year yeah, was. And Keller kind of hugely performed. Yeah. I think that was, I think the team did that to him, though. I don't think that was his own trajectory because that was, you know, he was the number one starter and then he lost the job for no reason. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that helped with his mental state. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. I don't think the Royals pitcher use or lineup use or anything was very good last year. I think Potrero hopefully will have learned from his, mistakes somewhat and maybe figure things out this this year maybe it was just bad first year jitters or something but um i'm still i'm i'm i don't know if i'm as optimistic this year as i was last year but i think because i thought i didn't think the royals would be that bad last year i thought i think i thought the royals would at least be sort of 70 you know wins in the 70s losses in high 80s low 90s at the most yeah and um, they were 15 games worse than that, at least. Uh, so I, so I, I'm not predicting mm. a lot for this year, but I, I do think the the star. I'm, I'm, I, I do think they'll be better than last year for sure. And I think 
the starting rotation looks kind of objectively decent to me. But... Maybe middle of the pack, maybe in the American League, somewhere, somewhere yeah. in the area, not at the bottom, I don't think. In middle of the pack in the American League means sometimes challenging, maybe even for the Central Division. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. Cleveland was down last year. They'll probably be better this year. Detroit, I don't know. White Sox, I don't know. But Minnesota is probably still the team to beat, I guess. Yeah. Minnesota tends to underperform when they have expectations. And they're mm-hmm. still spending money. So it means they're probably going to have another off year. <laughs> So who knows? The Royals could, if it's rotation, so if they pitch as well, like so, if Singer pitches like it was twenty twenty two, Walker and Lugo pitch like they usually do, close to last season's stats, close to last yeah. season's Reagan's pitches, close to like you know, says so the last season wasn't a mirage. That's a that's a really good rotation, and it's if if Reagan's can do that for the whole year, he's an all star. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll get votes for Cyan. Yeah, so. So but you, I mean, you, heard really here, you heard it here first. Uh Andrew's cap predicts uh Cy Young uh for Cole Reagans or Cy Young votes. Cy Young cha- challenging for the Cy Young, yeah. <laughs> Possible. If he play if he had if he extended what he did last season to a full year, he'll be in contention for a Cy Young. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, I, I think full ERA just... for, for a year. Yeah, that's He'd be up around 200 strikeouts. That'd be, I mean, that'd be an amazing year. Maybe the best pitching year for a Royals pitcher starter ever if he had those kinds well, of numbers. Since at least since Grinky's Cy Young, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Or or some of the great AP or Saber Saberhagen sort of years. years. Yeah. David Cohn had a. He'd couple. be up in that, you know, area if he had those. If he put up those numbers for the whole year yeah Matt. well it's, well you think he'll do that i doubt it but it's who knows it's it's spring everything's still possible um you know the royals could could come out on top in the division and challenge uh the you know challenge the powers of the american league this year and the playoffs but it's still early I don't think I don't yeah I I I my expectations are lower than they were last year so I I'm not but I I I can't help but think that the rotation doesn't seem to be the weak spot right now in the in the for the of the uh, we'll maybe we'll go we'll go through the uh, bullpen and then the uh, infielders and the outfielders and we can kind of figure out which of those four areas is the weakest but I don't think it's going to be the rotation and that historically it seems like it has been the weakest in which. Having if you have the rotation unless you have like uh, HDH in the, in the bullpen, having the rotation as the weakest is not a good um, uh, good omen. Right, and and it is another area that they spent a lot of the offseason working on was adding to the bullpen. So on top of the rotation, yeah, yeah. So they they the pitching hopefully you th- hopefully the the position players will just develop continue to develop or at least uh get get over the slump maybe that they were in last year so well uh, so we'll, we'll do that we'll do the preview of the bullpen next week do we have anything else to add for the starters this week or yeah no uh, no i don't i think that's pretty good primer for the 
our first shot at this anyway. I agree. I agree. I think uh, we both have uh, learned something and, co and come out as uh, better people. Uh, just learning about the uh, the Royals uh, pitching staff this year. And we hope that our, our, our viewers have, uh, or our listeners have uh, as well. So I think maybe we should wrap up this week's episode of the Warren Trick Power. A, a shorter episode, maybe un maybe this was actually under an hour, I believe, uh, this this week, or at least close to it. Um, so we 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 either uh, we apologize to those who are who are used to our our, our two hour marathons, uh, or we will uh, you know punish punish you less with with our shorter broadcast uh, this time, <laughs> depending depending on your point of view, um, but. Uh, as always, I am Dr. Michael Werman. He is Dr. Andrew Scaff. We are the Warning Trick Power Hour. Please like and or subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel or our podcast. And you can catch every episode that we've had. We have dozens and dozens of episodes on our archives now. Uh, and this is, of course, our fourth season. So we're, we're really uh, humming along, even if uh, we don't have as many followers as perhaps some of the uh, more popular podcasts but uh, hopefully uh, you guys uh, are sticking around for us and uh, on, on, on that note we thank you again and uh, until next week we'll wish you a good day